Wagwan, it's Tea Talks, the podcast where we put the tea into talks. Grab a drink and listen on in. So, people probably are wondering what Tea Talks is going to be about. Well, it's going to be a bunch of mates that get together and have different conversations about different things. So, it might be about social media culture, family, or just things that are going on in the world. Um, Topics like racism, discrimination to do with people's sexuality, any of that, we're gonna be talking about it all. I'm gonna introduce the main panel that are gonna be on this show. My name is T, I'm 22, I'm a dad, and I'm a musician and digital artist slash graphic designer. Hey, I'm KP, I'm 21, recent graduate, 3D artist and I'm not a dad. And we're also going to be joined remotely by our mate Brandon and he will introduce himself now. Hey, I'm Brandon. I'm a Bradford lad from up north. Currently a uh, student in Staffordshire learning game development. My interests include playing games, making games, talking about games and uh, and lockpicking. So people are probably wondering how we know each other. So I'm just gonna start off with how me and KP know one another. And yeah, we've known each other um, 10 years, 10 years now. Yeah, Jeez, man, right. not getting any younger either. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know if we're gonna tell them this. Should we tell them? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So basically, um, me and Kampa- KP were not good mates at um, primary school at all, like at all. Arch nemesis kind of thing going on there. Yeah, like in my head anyway, don't know about him. Probably thought it was just some nah, he was He was a no competition, man. He was a no competition. <laughs> there was no problem, no issues. No problem, no problem. <laughs> nah, no, I was good. I was, I was anyway, um, skip a few years, we, we grew up and my man sees um, some video, YouTube videos that I'm making and stuff. And he's like, yo, I do a bit of like digital stuff. Do you need any like help? And that's basically where the friendship kind of started yeah. off. Like doing like logo design for me and stuff. Yeah. And that's kind of like, I was reintroduced back to Brandon. Yeah. Um, me and Brandon go back to like secondary school, like the mm-hmm. first two years. And then he got infamously kicked out (laughs) and joined KP um, in Grange. And the history there between them two, I'm sure Brandon and KP can tell you a story or two. Kampa and Asher are two friends I've known for a large part of my life. I met them both in high school. I met Asher in my first high school. I remember him being like very short, but a very, very chill dude. I used to like see him around and see him like uh, singing and rapping around. He was a really chill dude. I was always with with my own crowd and he was with whoever he was hanging out with at the time. I ended up not being in contact for a long time but then reconnected. And Kampa, I met in my second high school. I still remember the time when um, when I had my uh, first crush in my second high school and Kampa ended up shouting out and uh, in, in front of the fucking canteen. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, actually, no, looking back, I think it was... Um, I was reintroduced to you through Brandon, actually, because he got kicked out from your school, joined my ends. Uh, and then he was like, yo, do you know Asher? I was like, yeah, my boy Asher from like year, year six. He was like, yeah. It's like, no way you know him. He's like, yeah, we're the same school together. 
So he just put us in like I think it was a group chat, wasn't it? Something yeah, like yeah. That. on Hangouts, yeah, not Google even Facebook, hangouts, because I want to allow social media. You were using Zoom, we were Google Hangouts, man. It was a different time. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, that's how we just reconnected with each other. And was like music, it was me trying to spit um, freestyle and we used to just laugh at each other. But um, yeah, that's how we kind of got to know each other um, again, um, kind of all like reunited and yeah, been thick as thieves since like 2015 to be quite honest. Yeah, it was 2015, Yeah, mad. Mad now. Um, Lots happened. So we're going to discuss our first topic and Brandon's going to sit this one out. Um, so obviously um, it's April now. So there's been quite a lot popping off in the UK and American music scene. We've got a few albums we'd like to discuss um, and I'll just briefly go through the albums that we're going to discuss. We're going to discuss um, Chip's album Snakes and Ladders. Um, we're going to also discuss Get's album conflicts of interest and we're going to discuss a little about um slow slow time yeah. and pop smoke and drake so first off we're going to start off with chip now chip's been kind of consistent this year um since like um a few years now actually yeah, <laughs> yeah crazy times i remember <laughs> like 2015 me and um KP, we just used to be messaging each other when he's releasing his diss tracks now I don't know what Rocky been living under, but obviously Chip Diddy Chip has some beef with Stormzy. Now, um, everyone was expecting like there to be a few digs in this like album, yeah. um, expecting maybe like um, on the grind tunes at least to be more than what we've already had. Cause we had Ignite. We had flowers and we had Ten Commandments, but I was expecting maybe another little sneaky shot here and there. But um, I can't really complain about nah, Chip's album. I can't either. Plus, because I think he's done enough. He said, uh, "Was it Stormzy back to Ghana <laughs> with his distracts? Stormzy's gone back home after all them distracts." So. Yeah, I can't really complain about Chip's album. It was versatile. I can say that it... I couldn't really... You know what it is? It's my only thing that bothers me is I wouldn't really like to call this an album. I would personally like to call it more of like a playlist. Oh, okay. But um, just because like... <clears throat> it's not as unified as you Yeah, it's not uni as unified. I like it. It's a great body of work. Don't yeah, get me wrong because yeah, it yeah. shows how versatile it is. But from a next chip out album, I want a, a more concise theme. Yeah. I want it to flow all the way out. Whereas this is like a playlist of like 21 singles, I would say. Yeah, yeah, That's my yeah. only criticism. Out of 10, what would you give it, KP? Yeah, probably, probably about 7. I'd, I'd say about, yeah. about 7.5. Yeah, I when I first listened to it, I, I said 8.5. But now I probably would say about an 8. Exactly. I am a bit yeah. of a fanboy. Yes, I, I just prefer Get Sword, that's all. But <laughs> I would probably score a chip higher, but it's just because I, so I kind of listen to them kind of like back mm. to back. Yeah. So I just kind of prefer um, Get's one. But if if I listen to them independently of each other, mm. like, diff like when they originally came out, then yeah. I'd probably have different opinions of them. All right. So, obviously, the, there is no elephant in this room. He's made this album and i was kind of expecting 
more from Stormzy than feeding on a, Ghan- a Ghanaian rapper's remix. I just, I just think at this point, right, if you want to claim the title of King of Grime or whatever, you have to be doing a direct shot. And I know he thinks he's got the power move, but I think he's losing respect from the core demographic of grime listeners. Yeah. Not the mainstream grime listeners, like the people who've been listening to grime since uh, <laughs> Lord of the Mics and um, Wiley back in the day. Yeah. Um, I just think he's losing that demographic of people's respect just because you're just doing these sneaky little disses. But... Without hesitation, we're just going to move on to the next album, Conflicts of Interest. Now, I had to actually take my time listening to this because it is deeper than Chips. Yeah. Like, with Chips, I could listen to that, like, f- like all in one sitting. Um, but I feel like with Gets, you've always got to take your time to actually digest what he's saying yeah. on on his tracks. My favourite song's the one with Ed Sheeran, quite personally. Um, I just, I don't know. It It's very reminiscent of the SP, SBTV days. Yeah. And that's why I like it. And I also like the one with Emily Sandé. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I feel like they were two really strong songs that probably going to get radio play. Yeah. Because obviously it is a masterpiece of an um, album, yeah. but some of them songs won't get radio play just because of what the in- industry is. Yeah, especially um, with the IC3. Um, that's I think that was my favorite track on the whole album when uh, he mentioned about uh, people telling him to go back to where he came from, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll go back as soon as the uh, Queen gives back all the gold that's on her head." <laughs> and that's a bad line I don't know never put that on radio because and the people ain't ready for that one they're not ready to discuss it so for me it's like the whole preference thing I would say that while Gets is probably going to get a higher rating from me yeah. um, just because of how con- um, how it flows it is an actual album because the themes are running throughout it does get a higher um rating because it is a solid piece of work i can't say it's a not a master yeah it's a masterpiece but i will say that i'm i was listening i find myself listening to chips more but that's where i say why i say his is a playlist because it is just singles and you can keep going back whereas um gets is um is a masterpiece and i guess it's down to personal preference really into which one you prefer because if you're a man that's about lyricism um i would usually go to chip but with his um album i can't say that Uh, um about deep lyricism not just subtle surface level level wordplay this album just has a better message yeah, yeah. Like. it's a lot pers- a lot more personal a lot more deeper he talks about uh his personal traumas the things he's been through how he's grown as a person and uh it's just uh when he goes into detail about that and any discrimination in face it just uh, uh yeah it's a it's a lot more to take in if you're listening to the whole album um um was it over and over again yeah and i think that's the thing it is immature 
music yeah, and mature yeah. taste. Yeah. Um, it, it's like gets just keeps on getting better each time. Yeah. For that reason, I have to give him a nine on on this yeah, on yeah, this occasion. That, yeah. Um, so slow tie. Yeah, slow tie. His album came out recently, and um, was it? Uh, <laughs> it was just. I just like the fact that with him. He just got such an authentic voice when uh, he's speaking, especially with his accent and everything, because mm. he sounds like a village drunk. <laughs> but, but like, <laughs> it's 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 real, isn't it? It's like he's not he's not like pretending to be someone he's not. He's mm. not putting on an accent and all that other stuff. Uh, but yeah, he had some good tracks out there. Quite a few American features that I was yeah. surprised about. But yeah, but we're seeing more of that now in the UK scene. Yeah. Is we're seeing these um, American collabs, and I think we're in the time really that um, British rap is actually being appreciated a lot more. Yeah, um, especially a few years ago, I can say it, like there weren't many um, faces other than Lon- rap faces other yeah. than London. Yeah. But I'm saying like now it's becoming a lot my- more diverse. We've got the likes of Bugsy. We got the likes of H. He's got the song with um, AJ Tracy, yeah. and I feel like now the um, UK rap industry is coming together more. And it's not this the North and South divide in terms yeah. of music. Um, it is. It's getting less and less. I would say, yeah. and it's opening opportunities for all um, musicians, which yeah. I like to kind of see. Even with, um, for example, um, uh, damn it, <laughs> this guy's name, Dior, with um, a pop smoke, right? Uh, even with him, he, a lot of his music taste, even though it got big worldwide, mm. it's a lot of the influence is UK drill, and it's, it's massive. But it's beautiful to see yeah. that, and I swear, if he'd have been alive for a bit longer, yeah, we would have seen. Oh. Um, the UK popping off in America, he will he would have made that happen. Yeah. I believe that strongly. Yeah. Um, obviously, when he blew up, he did do a remix and he featured Steph London and Skepta. Yeah. And then he's gone on to do a song with um, a few other UK artists, yeah. namely Fre- Fredo. Yeah. And I like that tune. He's also on Find the Booth, wasn't he? Yeah. With, um, uh, with Charlie. So yeah. Um, so I really like to see that the UK scene is popping off. Given that, I can't sit here and say that I'm a big slow Thai fan. Oh like, yeah, no, I'm, like, not, I'm not gonna say future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, not a lot of people I know listen to slow Thai. Yeah. Like. So I did listen to his. I'll say I did listen to it, but I found myself listening to the American collabs and all of that. And I have to do. I have to say he was really authentic on it. And I have to say, is a seven from me. Yeah, um, yeah. What yeah, about you? I'd even say it was. I I liked it overall as well. I'd probably give it around seven, seven point five as well. I also like the fact that with the Skepta, uh, it's the second album out of the two, uh, the few that we've talked about. Where the the song he's on, he says somewhat controversial. Mm. Where uh, or, or it's part of something controversial, and he's on about how they could never cancel him, no mm. matter what he did, because you know how these cancel culture like will come for anyone. That and uh, he just showed them I've been doing this thing for more than 10 years, there's no way anyone's gonna cancel Skepta, and uh, I just really like that. Um, about Sorry. the album. So, speaking about cancel culture, 
Like, have you seen TikTokers recently? Like, <laughs> the proper try to cancel, like, Eminem. Like, my opinion on what's that is, point? like, is what's the point? Is is known to deliberately write things that are controversial. Exactly. Like, it's not his opinions. It's like why at the Grammys, yeah. Elton John got on stage and performed with him because yeah. he isn't actually homophobic. It's yeah. just lyrics. And now, we live in a time now where it seems like People aren't allowed to explore certain viewpoints anymore. Yeah, they're kind of afraid of seeing the wrong thing, and, I guess. I mean, that's something to watch out on this podcast, but I feel like I'm hoping that people can just give their self because I feel like with viewpoints, everyone should just have their viewpoint and... Um, I mean, there still has da- to be some limit. Yeah, yeah, but... Like, you have to have common sense. But it's dangerous <laughs> yeah. to not even, like, certain ideologies... To cancel people, you need them ideologies exposing so they can be educated. That's my point of view. When you make someone cancel someone so badly, you make them underground and then they have an underground following that can't be checked. And that is really dangerous. That's why we have things such as terrorism that go on um, because it's underground. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like even that, um, what's his name? That... uh... I can't remember his name. The one who was talking about turning the frogs gay. Alex Jones. <laughs> like, they took him off of, like, all social media. My man made his own website and people are funding it. <laughs> like, how are you going to cancel someone that has his own, like, funding and everything? So, with that being said, um, obviously, um, there was a few more things we wanted to discuss in terms of, like, music. Um, we was going to discuss a bit about Pop Smoke. Um, yeah. Um, so basically, obviously we know his past, yeah. but we have listened to his his music, yeah. and I I I think it just did prove that it was a new New York rapper, yeah. and um, obviously he's being like given the thumbs up from Fifty Cent with him co-producing it and whatnot. I feel like it was a solid piece of work, and I I just. What's bittersweet is I knew this was just the start. Yeah, I mean, he just got big, was it, recently? Just mm. last year, and then, bam, there it goes. But one thing I'll say is I don't like the fact that with uh, with his new album, there's so many features that I feel like people are just hopping onto it just because of the, uh, he's, he's gone. Yeah, but so they did that with... Um, they do that with all X. the artists. They I, did that I, with I, X. I still don't like it, though. Like, any artists that they do this with, like, as soon as they die their uh, music streams go up by more than 50%. Like um, Appreciate them while they're alive, not when yeah. they're dead kind of thing. And a lot of people showing fake love, acting like they were best friends with him, <laughs> when <laughs> really they just met him one time at a party or whatever. And uh, they get a feature as well. And, I uh, and the thing about the loss of someone like Pop Smoke, because we did touch on about the evolution of rap, is he was such... Uh, he was young... But it was an innovator, yeah. and you could see where it, the the future of UK and U, um, US music was going, and yeah. it was gonna kind of like you could see it was on course to blend. Yeah, I and mean, we even have more UK producers going over to America now, because they see there's more opportunities and like, just both countries just working with each other on this one. And I guess that's what's bitter bittersweet is, it's now left up to other people to. Um, continue the work that he he kind of like started yeah other people hopped on as soon as he's gone like uh well he 
Dusty Locaine kind of came on uh, mm. later on, uh, and I'm shooting, I'm rolling, and I'm moving. Mm. Tell all my Leos. <laughs> nah, nah, nah uh, yeah, he came on later on. Fabio was already on, um, was it, before Pop's World got big, but yeah. uh, as soon as uh, Pop, Pop's World passed, he kind of came in and filled yeah. in the gap. And so, yeah. Uh, and it's not to say, and it's not to say that there hasn't been international rappers who've worked with UK artists in the past because I'm, that's not what I'm stating. It was because of the way that he was going about things. He was really complimentary of the UK music scene. In his interviews, he would say how he's been influenced by the UK music scene. I can't say that every rapper does that, that's had a feat with someone who's a UK artist. I can say Drake does it, but it just didn't come across yeah. as authentic. Yeah, Drake kind of puts on the accent and everything, in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Drake will act like uh, he's been with you since birth and come, uh, come through with an accent and everything. And uh, he'd, he'd even wear black Air Forces. <laughs> so, speaking about Drake, obviously we're actually awaiting his album to drop yeah so we can't really discuss too much but it did give us three songs it yeah. did give us three songs and what can i say it did smash it out the park yeah. he's just getting hits like like somebody pitching underhanded like so we're just honestly like he's been in this for more than 10 years or somewhat right and it still feels like he's he's halfway through like his mm. journey or he's just getting started that's what you can't hear about him is He's good at what he does. You just can't hate yeah. on him. He's been consistent about it. And you know what it is? I just... I feel like the one with Rick Ross, the freestyle. Yeah. Oh, man. I had to just loop that over and over. And it's six minutes, you know. So it is a hefty listen, yeah. but I did loop it. He's not that few times with Rick Ross, hasn't he? Mm. Um, was it If I Die for What Money in the Grave? <laughs> like... And like a few of the tra- he loves Rick Ross. They've been together for time. I I think Rick Ross is hard. I really. Oh do. yeah, he is. Yeah, for real, but underrated. Maybach music. <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna move on from the music segment, kind of. Yeah. Um, now, what's been popping off recently is Little Nas X. Now, <laughs> like he made he he made he, he didn't make a shoe. Let's clarify. He's just endorsing a shoe um, by the mischief um, line. Um, they made a Jesus shoe before this just to to put out there, um, and it had um, water in it. Yeah. And it's got kind of a lot of backlash from the hip hop community, not just the religious community. I want your take on it, really, because I know my take. But yeah, well, I, honestly, I don't even know why the hip hop community would be so pressed about it like i mean i will say there's definitely a lot of um, homophobia in those communities mm. but the fact that uh even little Nas, he's talked about this how he's had to face so much um, homophobia from people in his neighborhood uh, his family just everyone around him and now that he's actually big enough to not i guess not care about these opinions because he's not dependent on them mm let him do what he that he wants to do like he can finally do what he wants to do and this is what my problem is is like obviously both grown up in households that do practice religion yeah and 
And while now I can't, I wouldn't say, I would, out of respect for proper Catholics yeah. and proper Rastas, I, I couldn't put myself in either of them boxes. I'd have to class myself as someone who's spiritual. Yeah. But even knowing that, like, I still can't hate on, on a man because yeah. the, the uh, my problem with people who are hating on him because of your religion, your religion teaches peace, love, and not to judge. Yeah. He without the first sin can cast the first stone. Yeah. Y'all are, are, are sinning yourself. So whether you deem homosexuality a sin or not is on you. Yeah. But, but for me, like, I'm not even going to get into that. All I'm going to say is you should be, you shouldn't be judging man like that. Yeah. Now, the only point I do kind of understand about it is he did have quite a young audience. So I understand that them people that are saying, oh, rah, um, to do with a music video more than the shoe, like, oh, rah, you've done this um, without no pre-warning and blah, blah, blah. But I still feel like that's hypocritical too because if you actually listen to the lyrics of his music, your child shouldn't be listening to it anyway. Yeah. However... They can, can kind of counter because he's done a few Roblox, Roblox cons, um, concerts and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you want to be an adult artist, you wouldn't be targeting that demographic. Yeah. I mean, but then again, have you listened to Old Town Road? The mm. lyrics he talk about smashing girls and getting uh, high while sipping lean. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know it's not about you know what I mean. But this like, is the why they gonna complain about that? You shouldn't be sipping lean. <laughs> so this is the problem though about modern society. You want to tell artists on what they can sing, um, what they can sing about when you're in charge of your child. Yeah, you're in charge, charging what your child digests uh, in terms of music, videos, everything. And as a parent, I know that because. Um, I do watch what my son's watching and I do watch what he's listening to because all these things are important. So you can't really blame him as such, but it does do take advantage. But that's probably more of a business yeah, thing. Yeah, like that's a marketing thing. Like The thing is, right, with all these people who are complaining, they're doing exactly what he wants because of them. He's getting 10 times the amount of views. But that's his plan. No, no, no I mean, was it... With them, the people that are complaining, mm. you should know this. He's not the first artist to do somewhat controversial. And we all know that. And he won't be the last. He won't be the last. And we all know if they, uh, they know that if you complain about it on social media, it goes on trending. So really, you're just and, and with the shoe, right? Most of the people complaining, it's out of your price range. Keep to your nine to five. You can't afford this. It's like a grand. So speaking of devils, um. Demi Lovato's new document, YouTube documentary has come out. I've watched bits and bats of it and it does talk about her addiction. And um, It's really eye-opening to watch um, if you have got time to sit and watch it. Um, and it does kind of give you an example of what being a child star can do to you. Um, with that being said, we're going to briefly mention the Harry, Prince Harry situation. Um so, if you've not, not been living under a rock, um, they did do an interview with Oprah. Um, I watched it. Did you, Camper? Yeah, yeah. So, basically, it just kind of proves what we've all felt inside um, uh, for a long time. Um, and, to be quite honest, I liked the fire in the spoof thing that they did. Yeah. Um, a bunch of artists, namely Dialect, made a song... Um, 
um, about the situation. And if you haven't listened to it, I feel like you need to go listen to that. Yeah. But I feel like that um, whole thing of racism in in Britain, at least, they deny it. They deny it in the UK, which is like, no, this country's not racist. It's like, bruh, you had the British Empire. You still got the Commonwealth. How are you lot not racist? And then shocked and flabbergasted when yeah. your main man, your main boy, Hazza, is telling you what we've all thought. I mean, other stories are coming out now yeah. um, to distract from that point. And I guess that's what we're going to talk about in the next podcast is racism. Yeah. Um, so... We are going to end this podcast here. Um, it has been nice talking to you all. And I hope you do like this first episode because the next episode is going to be a lot deeper. It's going to go into racism.